0: I wanted to be one of the best basketball players to ever play. Anything else that was outside of that lane, I didn't have time for. I play games with the flu. I play games with 102 degree fever, man. This obstacle cannot define me. It's not gonna cripple me. It's not gonna be responsible for me stepping away for the game that I love. I'm gonna step away on my own terms. Because when I retire, I didn't wanna have to say, I wish I would have done more. I would watch Magic play, I'd watch Michael play, and I would see them do these unbelievable things, and I'd say, you know, can I get to that level? I don't know, but let's find out.
1: Who would Shaq be if he had your work ethic?
0: <laughs> he'd be the greatest of all time. If Shaq had your work ethic? He'd be the greatest of all greatest time. Greatest of all time by Sure, he, he'd be the first to tell you that. For sure. I mean, this guy was a, a force, like, I have never seen, I mean, it was crazy. You know, a guy at that size, generally guys at that size are a little timid and they don't want to be tall. They don't want to be big. Man, this dude was, he did not care. He was mean. He was nasty. He was competitive. He was vindictive. I mean, he was, yeah, I wish he was in a gym, I would have had 12 rings yeah because i I listen i don't i don't deal with people that don't commit at that level but then act as if they do i don't deal with that i don't you know he would say okay kobe's not throwing me the ball and you know media would take it and run with it and all sort of stuff i'm like well bro if you were in shape by the time i run down on a fast break and run back and then run down? You're still coming down the first time, bro. Like, what the hell do you want me to do? Right? So a lot of our
1: contention came from, from that. that. Came from that. And even though he was older, you were still confronting him. You
0: didn't, you didn't care. Oh, about I didn't care. From, Man, from from day listen. One, bro, from we, day one? Bro. From day one. I knew for sure Rick Fox, my teammates, they all thought I was absolutely crazy the day me and Shaq got in the fist fight. After that day, they were like, okay, Kobe, you're certifiable fight, oh, I'm not backing down you listen know. You, yeah, know. <laughs> I, you know it, it, there's a there's a level of respect and, and for Shaq too by the way that, I know he he's told me that that day was a big turning point for him because it was like you know he's generally used to talking trash and saying what he wants and nobody really stepping up and challenging him on that and when he saw me challenge him on that he was like this kid's crazy all right, I can win with that. So at 13 years old, I had a, I had a kill list. And so, you know, they used to do these rankings. It was Street and Smith basketball rankings. And I was nowhere to be found because I was like 6'4", scrawny, like 160 pounds soaking wet. So I was like 57 on the list. And so I will look at 56, 55, all the way up to number one, who these players are, what club teams they played for. So when we go on an AAU travel circuit, I got to hunt them down, right? And so that became my mission in high school, is to check off every other person, all those 56 other names, hunt them down and knock them down. So like at 13 years old, I played the longer game, because my game wasn't about being better than you at 13, it was to be better than you when you know, the chips are really on, on the line. So when we played at 13, I would size you up and see what your strengths and weaknesses are. How do you approach the game? Are you silly about it? Are you goofy about it? Are you good at it just because you're bigger and stronger than everybody else? Right? Or is there actually thought and skill that you put into it? Right? And when I'd play, I'd play to my weaknesses. I wouldn't play to my strengths. I played to my weaknesses, because when you're playing summer basketball, there's so many games, so there's not a lot of skill work being done. So when are you going to get better, right? When you're playing in competition situations, you're only playing to your strengths. Why? Because you want to win, right? So what I would do, I would work on the things during those games that I was weak at: left hand pull up jump shot, uh, post game, right. So I have a strategy, and so then fast forward to when I'm 17 and my game is completely well-rounded, and that player at 13 that I saw at 13 is still doing the same sh** at 17. Mm. Now you got a problem. That's right. Okay, I I shot five air balls on national TV in front of millions of people. That cost us the series, and I'm 18. I'm fine, dude. Well, you know, you got to look at the reality of the situation. You know, like for me, it's not, you know, you kind of got to get over yourself it's not about you man like okay you feel embarrassed you're not that important like (laughs) get over yourself that's where you go get over yourself right like you're worried about how people may perceive you and like you're walking around and it's embarrassing because you shot five air balls get over yourself right and then after that it's okay well why did those air balls happen got it high school year before we played 35 games max right week in between spaced out Plenty of time to rest. In the NBA, it's back to back to back to back to back to back to back. I didn't have the legs. So you look at the shot, every shot was online. Every shot was online, but every shot was short. Right? I got to get stronger. I got to train differently. The weight training program that I'm doing, I got to tailor it for an 82 game season mm-hmm. so that when the playoffs come around, my legs are stronger and that ball gets there. So I look at it with rationale. And say, okay, well, the reason why I shot airballs is because my legs aren't there. I got, well, next year they'll be there. That was it. Done. Done. And we had a game against Toronto in 2000, um, and Vince was tearing the league up. Um, my back was jacked, jacked. But like the perception of that, like what? Kobe's missing a game against Toronto. In Vince Carter because you know, my back was really spasming but people would be like what oh he's ducking Vince excuse me no I don't think so so I would be in the layup line like okay there's a lot of days where you know you can rest and recover today ain't one of them your back can bother you any other day that shit ain't bothering me today we gonna he gonna have to see oh, man. me today yeah oh, man. yeah <laughs>
1: You're playing against the Golden State Warriors. Score is 107, 109. You guys are close to getting into the playoffs. You know exactly what happens in the game. You go up, you're about to take your shot, and then all of a sudden, boom, yeah. Achilles happens, right? Friend of mine, Nima, he is here just to listen to. He played ball. And he told me, he says, Patrick, I don't think you understand. He says, when I tore my Achilles in high school, <laughs> he says, four friends of mine dragged me to my hospital. I was crying from there straight to the hospital. He says, I have no clue how the hell this guy did it. He went and hit the free throws, and then you walked off the stage, yeah. and then you got the surgery done. Yeah. How the hell do you tolerate that kind of pain?
0: uh you know i i use this I, I tell this example and i think this is the best way to explain it um you know you have a hamstring injury you pull your hamstring really really badly you can barely walk right let alone play anything soccer basketball volleyball whatever it is you can't do anything you're at home all of a sudden a, a fire breaks out in the home right your kids are upstairs you know wife is wherever she may be, you know, it's going down, right? I'm willing to bet that you're gonna forget about your hamstring, you're gonna sprint upstairs, you're gonna grab your kids, you will make sure your wife's good, you're getting out of that house. The lives of your family are more important than the injury of your hamstring. And so when the game is more important than the injury itself, you don't feel that.
1: But you go into the locker room, and then one of the reporters comes up to you, and he says to you, Kobe, are you convinced that they told you it's probably torn Achilles? They're going to do an MRI. Are you pretty convinced that's what it is? And your answer is, yeah. Then one of the reporters says, but if anyone is going to get through this, it's probably you, right? You put your head down, and you say, oh, man.
0: Dude, wow. Achilles were like the kiss of death Yes. athletes. Like, yes. I, I, don't, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know. There's so many factors. There's the surgery that has to take place. The surgery has to go well, right? And then just, it's a tendon. I'm not dealing with anything that's muscular or things that I can control. I can't control a tendon, you know what I'm saying? So like, I don't know. And then thinking about what that process of recovery is going to look like. It's a long one. Do I want to do that shit? I don't, I don't, I don't know if I want to do it. I don't know. So that was the hardest part.
1: You don't know if you want to do it or you don't know if you are going to be able to come back from it. Both.
0: both I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I want to do it. Got it. It's it's a long, long process. But like when I I went in the trainer's room, my kids are in there and, you know, they're looking at you and stuff. And I'm looking at them and I'm like, you know, it's all right. Dad's going to be all right. Mm -hmm. It'll be fine. It'll be all right. It'll be all right. It'll be all right. As a parent, you got to set the example. You gotta set the example. This this is another obstacle. This obstacle cannot define me. It's not going to cripple me. It's not going to be responsible for me stepping away for the game that I love. I'm going to step away on my own terms, and that's when the decision was made. That you know what, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. You're a freaking beast, right? man. Hey. <clears throat>